This week on This Galarian Life, the party is under an attack. It's fine like a big old evil tree. I'm not too worried about this bird, to be honest. They only have two options. Fight or flee. That's what we right. found out. We gotta go. That's it. Let's go. As they make their plans for the coming days, things take a more serious turn. Oh, hell, Richard, you understand it. Sometimes killing is just fun. It can be. I don't uh, I don't really have any love lost for hobgoblins in particular. I know you're with me there, Greg. Fuck them. They take some time to learn about one another. So you didn't look out for the people that you loved? I mean, I guess that's one way of putting it. But can everyone achieve their ultimate goals? Help us fight the dragon, and we will help you find what Grogu considers to be the deepest peace. Death. Oh, that, that's a little weird. Listen to find out. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 36 of This Galorian Life. I'm gonna keep this one a little bit short because the episode ran a bit longer than we thought it would when we were recording it. This one has a little bit of more roleplay than we're used to in it, which I like. I think character backstories and character interactions are really important to the game. So that was really fun to do, and I think it can, comes out very well, and hopefully in the coming weeks we have the opportunity to explore that a little more. With that being said, remember, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, email us at glorianlife at gmail.com if you have any questions. Uh, if you like the show, like us, review us on iTunes or whatever app you use. It really does help. Word of mouth is like the only way to get this podcast spread without actually spending any money, which none of us really have in the budget right now. So, thank you for listening. And presenting episode 36, Rock Talk. started these episodes off a couple different ways. A couple times we've uh, rolled initiative. Once or twice, I believe, I'd have, I've confirmed critical hits. I started off bullshitting, making you guys remember what was going on in earlier episodes. But this time, I kind of want to try something different. So, um, imagine like one of those cheesy 90s, early 2000 romantic comedies where they're the introduction of it, where there's an uncoordinated young woman and then, like, a businessman who's got too much time on his hands or whatnot. And they're they're both waking up. Like, imagine the song that's playing as they're contrasting those two people. I don't know, probably, like, Mr. Blue Sky or Walking on Sunshine or something like that. All-Star. <laughs> that's also good. And perhaps the most beautiful of the romantic comedies. I'm just thinking of the movie Shrek. You're welcome. Instead of this 90s sitcom that you've presented. That song is playing. And our scene starts with a large bed with a um, not-so-great-looking blanket over it and a big lump in the middle. An alarm spell goes off. A hobgoblin pulls off the covers over his head, looks groggy-eyed at uh, his sundial, and then throws the blanket off his bed and goes, Shit! Uh, throws the blanket, uh, jumps out of bed real quick, trips over a pile of clothes or something, and then looks at the camera with doe eyes like, oh man, I'm so clumsy. Then we cut to a shower, he's he's singing the song into a bar of soap, and then uh, all dressed up in his armor, ready, ready to fight the day, walks out the door, he shuts the door, turns around, opens it again because he forgot his keys. Next scene, 
sitting at the breakfast table with two other hobgoblins. One of them goes, it's not that bad. You know, we could be in a much worse situation. Yeah, I know, but uh, these these guys, they're, they're not Iron Fangs. I don't know why they put them in charge. I mean, she's always doing her weird shit. Saw her with a fucking weasel the other day. I don't, I don't get it. And then him, uh, he's not even around half the time. Like, you, you'd think he'd be a strategic expert, but he just leaves for three, four days at a time. It's it, There's no accountability here. There's there's just nothing. I, I hate it. Man, you gotta dig in. Eventually, eventually we'll walk our way up in the ranks and we'll, we'll make it out. This is a temporary gig and, you know, we got each other. That's all that matters. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. In the scene cuts, he's... Same hobgoblins outside. He walks next to uh, this big rock, and he kind of starts stroking its its back and kind of picking bugs out of its feathers and cleaning it. And you're you're the most important thing in my life. And sometimes when I feel down, I'm just spending some time with you, buddy, is all I need. And then then the music. I don't know if there's a record scratch or the music just suddenly changes. But outside of the fort. Or from outside of the fort, this hobgoblin hears voice, and the voice screams, Hardot! Halfa! Gurik! We're under attack! Get out here! So the hobgoblin casts a spell on himself, and then does something else, and then casts a spell on the bird, and then he scrambles the bird, and then two other hobgoblins <laughs> rush out of the building that's nearby. They cast a spell on their birds, and, and all three of them scramble the birds in the air until one of them looks down and begins flying towards the well in the center of the fort. Therix, what do you do? I'm the only one at the top of the well, right? Yep. And I, they definitely see me? One, a rock is dive bombing. You have to roll the trip in midair. Uh... <laughs> I slide back down into the well. Wait, close the top! Close the top! I, clo- I close the top of the well as I slide back down. So it's it's the rock's turn, I guess? So this would be, like, a reaction kind of thing? So I guess, like, you could let go and fall? I'd say that would probably be okay. fine as, like, an immediate action. Wait, would a different reaction, what if I, like, tumbled out of the well? So like, like on top. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would work. I it's guess. A bad idea, Governor. It's a bad idea. <clears throat> See how it plays. Uh, yeah, I do that. Physically, well, I assume no. it would be easier to like tumble out. So your your head is sticking out of the well. Well, I compel a lacquerdy and I climb back down. Uh, so Cyrix is at the bottom of the well. From the angle up, you see the rock just kind of like get to the base of the well and then revert and start flying back up. So you all are at the bottom of this little cavern, still underground, probably in some sort of like line. That's a pretty narrow passage, but you're all physically underground. What do you guys do? Is that uh, bird is that bird gonna fit through that well? I mean he he flew back up so if he wants to come down here we got a whole party waiting for him. <laughs> It's fine, like a big old evil tree. I'm not too worried about this bird, to be honest. You don't. I'm think worried about the bird's friends who come through that well after us. 
Sirius, you've got a good look at the bird. Tell me about the bird. It was an average-sized bird. Kind of medium-sized. Were its feathers pretty? Did it look soft? It did have some pretty fluffy feathers. Ooh. But, like, sharp claws. I want to point out to, to everybody in attendance tonight that for a bird to even be a medium-sized creature is goddamn horrifying. That's a big... That's a bird the size of... I don't know. I was gonna say this. That's a bird like the a, size of Sam just, in real life. Yeah, it's it's got dinosaur in it. I mean, it's yeah, like an like ostrich. Yeah, a flying ostrich, which is fucking scary. Well, what else is around us that I can see with a cursory look? So we don't really have time to search. Uh, just, I mean, the walls are narrow. They're stone. There's like a mushroom on the ground. Are we? Can we see everything that you ever built? I pick up the mushroom. No, but Cyrix can describe it. So we definitely need to find a different entrance because this is just going to bottleneck us into getting eaten by birds. I really don't want to have to run out into the open and try to make our way up that embankment. It's a good thing we left that rope tied up. It'll make it really easy to climb back up. But uh, during doing that while being under fire by all these hobgoblins, it's going to be a bitch and a half. We're really in a fucking tight spot. Richard, you can turn invisible, right? Yeah. I think you should go light something on fire. That way we have a distraction. Uh, okay. Or am I lighting on fire? They got some catapults down to the south. Do you want to go light some stuff on fire? I'd love to, Dick. Or we could just, like, get out of here, you know? Yeah, let's Seriously? just leave these suckers behind. <laughs> I do Maybe. have four level two spells. Maybe one of us should climb, use invisibility and climb the well again, and just kind of, like, get the lay of the land while the other one goes and sets something on fire, so they can see how the people up, people in the fort or whatever react when the thing is lit on fire. Well, we gotta be careful too because they they know that we're down here in this hole and they're probably gonna circle around and they're gonna form a line. So like if we're gonna split this up we need to move fast. Okay, I mean I, I, that that's my idea, but I, whatever, I'm done. I don't know anything about D&D, so whatever y'all wanna do is fine. We do whatever we want. Let's just heal up first and then have everybody do their uh, Gorgug, it one question though, Derek. That crack we came through, is it only one person wide? Yeah. Okay, that means if, say, Will and I were to stay behind, we could probably hold that crack for a little bit against most enemies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Unless they drop from the well behind us. I'm going to say, I'm not sure which way the goblins will come, either through the well, through the crack, or both. Because apparently they didn't know about the crack before. Or maybe they were afraid by the, the stump. But, uh, they definitely know about it now. So we're going to have a whole lot coming at us pretty quick. So whatever Greg and I, we can hold them off for a while, but you people up top need to cause a distraction that we can probably find a good way to evacuate, I don't know, through the crack, I guess. But we'll see where that... We'll see We'll see what the lay of the land is when it, it comes to us. Okay, so us down in the crack, I say it's Grogu and a shield paladin, then me in the back, because the paladin has a spear with reach, right? He has a glaive. Yes. Or some kind of... Some kind of knife on the end of a stick. Yeah, put him behind Gorgug. He's got a long sword. Oh, he has a long sword. Then I offer this instead. He watches the crack that leads out to the river. Gorgug, you watch the hole, and I'll sit in the middle. And if anyone comes out, they're going to get a bunch of arrows. That's going to be our plan for down in the crack. Invisible people, you need to move fast. Okay, some shit on fire. Derek, I am bad at climbing and failed to climb check. You want to climb back up the well, and I'll go light the thing on fire. Yes. I cast invisibility on myself. I do as well. It's just a DC5 climb check. And I somehow failed it last time, so... 
I think last one was a DC 10, because I got a 9 and failed, I remember. Or we could both go and light things on opposite sides, and really spread them apart. You guys have a 7 minute countdown timer going, which is a lot of time, really, but keep that in mind. So, the Cyrix is going up the well. Yes. Uh, Richard, where are you going? Uh, I'm, I'm also going to cast, or not cast, I think for me it's something else. I'm going to be invisible. And then I'm going to go uh, light that wagon on fire. I know one of us had, like, one of those flame bottles or whatever. I mean, just in general, you guys probably have flint and steel, so... Okay. Probably some kind of oil. Um, and both of you get up there. Uh, give me perception checks. 27. So, Cyrix, you see, and Eames, you see this too. First of all, one of the hobgoblins is next to that nearest bridge. Uh, the other ones are not. And when you look in the air, the three rocks are flying circles over the river. Mm-hmm. Kind of just trying to, I guess, see if they can see anything. Uh, Richard, you make out that the other two hobgoblins, one for each rock, are down on either other bridges near the south. When you both get your feet on the ground next to the well, each one in pretty quick succession, pulls a lever next to each bridge, and the bridges collapse. Okay. So, are you telling me we're now... Are there any bridges still standing? No. Okay. And then, Richard, because you got above a 25, you hear the hobgoblins in the south go, grab some logs or something big, big and heavy and rock... Rocky, we're gonna cover that well so they can't get in. Don't know where it leads, but ugh, shit. Okay. Um, and I guess I can't really relay any of this information. Yeah, you can make a stealth check. Uh, I'm gonna do that then. There's only one next to you that uh, he rolled a natural one, so. Okay. I guess just roll above a five. Okay, I should be able to swing that because I have plus fourteen. Um, twenty-seven. So you whisper very carefully to Cyrix. Um, they're, uh, they're gonna try to clog the well so that we have no egress. And, uh, they already took the bridges out. Well, if there's no bridges, it's gonna take them a while to get us if we run across the canyon real fast, right? Yeah, I guess so. Then let's go, and I cannot ball into the well. Okay. <laughs> and Grogoog stabs you. Did you ready an action, Grogoog? Nah. Grogoog, it's me. Richard and Cyrix are both at the bottom of the well. What the hell happened up there? That's not we good. We gotta go! Yeah, we gotta well, get out of here. Well, tell me as we run. That's what we right. found out. We gotta go. That's it. Let's go. As we're running here, I'm gonna be telling them, uh, informing them about the bridges being destroyed. Okay. Um, make a Cyrix and Richard make wisdom checks for me. Roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifiers. Oh, Cyrix is a dumb bitch. I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're. Why can't I make wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Bum, 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 So, with your checks of one and four, respectively, on a DC five wisdom check, <laughs> you think your plan's gonna go super duper great. Cool. We sure. Let's go, guys. Uh, who's leading the charge? Wait, can I? Okay. Explain to me 
where we are right now relative to like i know we're on this embankment by the river right uh-huh yes. like where can we even go from here because they just took the bridges out you have a rope tied up to that cliffside that you went down on so okay i would guess that you'd yeah, probably be trying to make make it to the rope okay then yes this is a great plan we're going for the rope but they might cut the rope so be careful that's a fun game to play on the phone that is with the cute little froggy guy? Yeah, yeah. I played like three of those. Okay, who's going first? And I'll go first. I'll be uh, providing bow cover if I see anything suspicious, like a giant flying bird coming right at us. Gorgugu will pop a quick inspire competence as we go up the bridge. He'll be the last one up. Does that have verbal components? Well, I, maybe or it's inspired. That's that sound components, right? Yeah. Um, Look, the jig is up, folks. They know where we is. And if we're going to be running through water with a dude in full plate armor, they're going to hear something. Oh, yeah, dude. let's just kill the dragon hunter dude. There we'll you just go. Leave his corpse in the well, and then we'll be out. That's one less invisibility spell for me to cast. No. Stop Since it. when did you decide to be a lawful good character? When did we cast invisibility armor? I'm lawful neutral. He's a valuable ally. We're not just going to ditch him. What did you say, Gorgu? We're not invisible right now, are we? As far as I know, Cyrix and Richard are. That's fine. They can be invisible. Okay, so you get to the rope. Who goes first? I would like to go first. Okay, well, Inspire Competence is a plus three? Uh, right now, uh, it's right now it's a plus three, yes. Can you fail that, Richard? Uh, what's the DC? It's a five with the rope. I mean, I can nat one it. I'll roll it. Ten. No. Okay. Nat ones don't matter on skills. Oh, okay, that's right. Do you get it... I'll stay in the back, since I'm invisible, obvs. Since Laurel has the least chance of making it, you want? Yeah, have him go. Send that little incel boy up. Okay, this is a minus four. What would it be for... He made it! On the nose! Yeah, he got a five. He's good. Okay. I was gonna be like, what would it be if we just, like, got a couple people up there and just told him to hold on and we drag him up? That'd be a strength check, but he's... Thanks to Grogoog's amazing powers of whatever, singing and shit talking and such he made it oh it was complete shit talking climb that rope or you're a pussy boy okay. grow goob or greg i'll go up after you ranger can you fail it uh maybe can you get less than a five not today okay. make a perception check greg why are you doing this to me there making me do multiple rolls with a plus three on top by the way oh uh so that's 25 for those who at home i rolled a fucking seven like a 22. God damn. Fuck roll 20, by the way. I gotta build a character. Fucking dice. So from around the um, fort, uh, one of the rocks is emerging um, as they fly over in circles. Um, Doesn't look like he sees you yet, but you guys don't have a whole lot of time before he would be within range to see you. I kind of, uh, I don't yell, but I kind of say with uh, some authority, it's like, everyone get to the cover of trees, and I'm going to pop up. I guess I still have the hood of Elvenkind popped up. I'm going to try and, like, keep low on the ground and blend in with the forest floor. Can I get a stealth check? There's shrubberies. Yeah, go for it. There we go. There's a 31. At the 12. Fuck you, game. Nice. Are you including your plus three? That's a 34. Fuck you, game. You you think you're good. Uh, Grogu, make that climb check. I can't fail. So you get up. 
Uh, and Xerix, I presumably you can't fail either. I have a plus seven to climb, so you do the math. We climb real good, though. I'm real good at climbing. I don't even know what that means, but I'm scared. If, if you hit the rock right now with a hold animal spell, it'll crash to its death. Who the fuck uh, has hold animal? I do. No, I don't. Okay. Why do you have hold animal? What the I fuck? I don't. <laughs> I know you're a weird archetype of vigilante, but what the fuck is going on? Derek, <laughs> explain yourself. I gave him hold animal as a trait. Hold animal. The rock turns around the bend and then kind of like the turning is a little awkward for him uh, because he failed his fly check so he moves half of his speed to here um, and as far as you can tell he doesn't notice you all so you have your 10 feet ish away each of you from the cops of trees do you do anything or you just move away I say we go low and slow and we just sneak away. I'll get in the trees. He passes this fly check this time. He flies right on by. So seemingly you're out of the woods. Or into the woods, I guess. Hell yeah. Uh, let's go into the woods and let's, uh, gosh, I don't know. We need to regroup and replan here. So explain to Gorgoogie again exactly what you saw. Since we were a bit abbreviated during the escape. Richard rolled a really good perception roll, though. What I noticed was that they blew up bridges. Grogoog. They blew up all the... They blew up all the bridges, and they were very concerned about the well hole, and they said something about, um... They didn't know where the hole went, so they had to put some logs on top of it. Derek, I want to do something real fast. Yeah. I think I know what happened. Uh, can I do, I guess, knowledge soldier? Uh, sure. Okay, that's a total of an eight. So I guess maybe I don't know. <laughs> out, out of character, I'm thinking that maybe they uh, they only heard that we they were under attack, so they blew the bridges expecting attack from the outside, and they didn't know exactly where we were when they sounded that alarm. But I don't know if that's accurate or not. Well, I mean, they saw Cyrix, and they know about the well, so they were trying to cover... They The assumption was that you can piece together was that they realized that the well was a weakness so they were trying to work on covering it but at the same time they're blowing all other known entrances to the fort and kind of hunkering down. Oh, so they're going to be hungry boys for a little bit. Well, actually no, because they can pretty easily probably still get food with, with pulleys and winches. Well boys, you want to go hunt some supply cards? I, I suppose that'd be a good idea. Sure. Go do what? Hunt some supply carts. Just do some more recon in general on the building, too. How about we go back the, to the, the refugee the camp and firebomb it? That's also a great idea. I like your enthusiasm. We're on your guys' side, see? Let's not. It's, it's, it's a gesture. It demonstrates that we have aligned ourselves Iron Fang Legion. If I may make a recommendation, if we can dress up. Great, if we can dress your wife up as a hobgoblin and get her into that fort, their rations won't last more than a fortnight. <laughs> Grogoog, I'll throw you to that fucking... Well, I guess we killed it, didn't we? I was gonna say I'd throw you to that goddamn tentacle monster, but... You know what? I'll find a new tentacle monster and I'll throw you to that. They'll never believe she's a hobgoblin, a bugbear, maybe. Yes, a very large bugbear. I swear to God, DM, I'll end you too. Is it possible for a bard to learn Evard's black tentacles? Black tentacles is on a bard spell list, actually. It is? I believe so. What level spell is it? Higher than we got right now. Okay. 
because canonically I think Syrix would learn that spell. It's a fourth level wizard spell, so I'd imagine it probably would be, if a bard can learn it, it's probably similar. I think it's on my list, Lord. Make sure uh, your I tentacles lied. are I'm so tentacles. sorry. By the time you guys all finish this, the, uh, the sun is beginning to go down in the sky. Estimate it's around like 5 o'clock-ish. So you have a couple more hours of daylight. I assume that we start looking for cover. How far out do you want to go? I mean, close enough so that it wouldn't be hard to interact with the fortress if we wanted to, but not, like, so close that they could just walk outside the door and there we're there, we're sleeping on the We probably camp about half an hour to an hour out. Probably in some heavily forested area. Some dense underbrush. Um... This Greg, give me a survival check. Radio. You get your favorite terrain bonus. Hey, that's plus two. Thank God it's plus two. It's 19. Because I rolled... Well, what did I roll? I rolled a four. Plus 13 for 17. Then plus two. Roll 20 just has it out for me. I swear to God. So you find a, a spot uh, 35-ish minutes away uh, from the fort that you think it would... One, it's decently covered by the forested area, and two, um, seems like it's there's like a not a not a like <clears throat> not like a manufactured path, but decent enough. Like this is where deer walked a whole lot that you think you'd be able to find it, find your way back fairly easy, without the risk of them using that path as well. And I will prepare a dish of jeweled rice for a hearty meal for plus one to our cities. So what do I need? Now, I have knowledge world. Do you, do you have the right components? Yeah, jeweled rice, that's easy. I don't think I gave you any rice. Just have a lot of boar meat. Perfect. That means I can make Galtrugo. So do you... you make camp? We are trying to be sneaky here so that their counterattack doesn't find us. We should be shielded from the air by the underbrush and hobgoblins. Oh, they actually are kind of known for their stealthiness, so I well, guess we'll see how it plays. You're all sitting around the camp, uh, campfire or whatever, just eating or whatnot, um, and you you feel like you're pretty safe for the time being, so I don't know. Laurel says, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy anymore, I guess. There's no real way that we found into that place. Killing the dragon's my goal, but I don't know. Are you all up for it? If it's your goal, then why don't you find a better way into the capsule, Laurel? Well, he's not going to know any better. You can't, you can't beat up the poor guy. He's been asleep for 200 years. I'm Laurel, very, I'm also you very have old animal. <laughs> no, I have like Paladin it. Sacrifice, though. I'd like That's to fly he... one of those beautiful birds. <laughs> That's how he kills the dragon's castle. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he kills the castle. They just fall to death. <laughs> I don't have a whole animal, but I have a whole dragon. I'm gonna hold you to that, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We this whole time we've been walking up here, we've just you know, kind of been strategizing. You've been telling me what these hobgoblins are all about and whatnot, but I don't know. The Chernsonardos are strong because we fight with each other, I guess. Do you? Why? Why are you? Why are you in this situation? You're not soldiers. Why? Are, why are you all fighting? That's a great question. You know what? You got a great point. Thus, I return to my previous theory of how we solve this problem. We go back to the refugee camp and burn it, 
in honor of our friend Truxton Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> Truxton Pendleton, that's a name I haven't heard in 200 years. That just raises so many fucking questions. I'm back. It's me. Hey, I'm I, I, I'm back, everybody. Who's the? Just, hey, get this guy. Just to fuck sneaks out. up behind Richard <laughs> and murders him. <laughs> hey, everybody. Laurel takes a mask off and has been Truxton the whole time. <laughs> and he's so, standing on the shoulders of another Truxton. Gorby would happily tell uh, you all about something called fork pathology, but he won't right now. Basically, I try to get out of the game, but the game keeps bringing me right back in. If we're going to take this forward, it's going to take sustained work from more than just us. This isn't like Scarnivorous's camp where we were kind of able to bumble our way by being aggressive and getting lucky. This wasn't like the troll castle, quote unquote, where we found you, Dragon Hunter. I'm also not doing my character voice, so sorry, Derek. Uh, because there's more than four enemies here. This will take sustained work from a disciplined crew over time. We're going to have to force them to come to us. We have to siege this castle. This whole time, Gorgug's thinking. Cyrix is doing, like, the thinking emoji where you have, like, the L up to your face. And she goes, Or we can just disguise ourselves and sneak in and pretend that we were there the whole time. <laughs> Let's all pretend to be hobgoblins, guys. You can probably be a bugbear, Grogoog. <laughs> the reason I'm, I'm here is I made some bad decisions and I'm going to continue to make bad decisions, but I haven't made them here yet, so. You're talking about in the game or just uh, talking on the podcast in general? Honestly, this just <laughs> everything about me, my characters, my life, <laughs> my career. Basically, this is personal for me, and the same group of hobgoblins that knocked me out uh, I think is probably related to the effort that we're making right now. I think that if I'm ever going to be truly safe, if we're really going to be out of danger, that this is something that we have to do. Why are you guys here? I suppose it's easy for me. These people came into my my home, my town, where my family lives. They tried to round us up and make us slaves. Fuck them. Well, for my part, I spent my life serving Malthoon. Got nothing for it. And then when I managed to scrounge for myself, they destroyed by attacking the village I happened to be in with the Iron Fang. So now I'm just trying to get, I suppose you can call it revenge, but... Oh, hell, Richard, you understand it. Sometimes killing is just fun. It can be. I don't, uh, I don't really have any love lost for hobgoblins in particular. I know you're with me there, Greg. Fuck them. That's what your daughter's doing right now. <laughs> 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 I'll throw you in the fire, you green bastard. Ah, I'm gray, you cocksucker. Bring it on. <clears throat> so this just is, has her. She's just like massaging her temples. <laughs> so this this is just a, a revenge mission for all you. Well, I mean, I'm also technically protecting my family. The ultimate revenge. And my uh, neighbors. I didn't really like them, but I don't want them seeing them slaughtered or sold off as slaves. But I've got some personal beef with the whole slave for business as well. I'm running away from some personal problems and then ran into this situation. At this point, I'm kind of too invested to just leave it. I just have to kind of see how it plays out and hopefully not die it. The great thing about fighting is that's a win-win proposition. Either you die and it's all over, 
Oh or you my kill. God, this again. Laurel. God damn it. <laughs> Laurel, I'm gonna proposition you on something here, and no, it's not sex. I think you're ugly as shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> how? God damn it, woman, you're cold. Cold as fuck. How? Silver or silver piece will change Silver, I'm worth more than that. Laurel, how would you feel being stuck with three 50 year old men? <laughs> Who all think they're Batman day in, day out. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Batman. <laughs> Every time. What's the context? I'm sure we're, I think we all fall under more. We're more like Punisher, really, because like I kill so many people. Batman's all like, no, if I kill people, I become. I become the villain if I kill. I'm just like corpses, mountains and mountains of my enemies' corpses. I'm personally more of a Luke Cage. I oh think of my myself God. more as Mike from Breaking Bad. <laughs> You're a good guy. Actually, You're a good guy. Let's let's tap let's tap into that a little bit there, uh, Dick. Um, do you do drugs? Because I feel like that's a theme for this slot in the party. I don't. There are some questions I do have about you, Rick. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, Pickle Rick. <laughs> Oh god. It. No! Alright, everybody roll initiative. We gotta kill it. <laughs> and at that moment, die. At that moment, Richard's transmutation spell wears off. <laughs> no! Standing oh, before you is a 300 foot pickle. Okay, charred. Let's talk. <laughs> I'm charred, Rick! Now that's able What do you want to know? Um, we came into contact with you, I believe you seem to be killing a lot of people, and you seem to be very, very trained at some interesting ways of murder. Where'd you uh, come from, son? Well, I don't want to get into specifics about who I've worked for or what I've done, but I will say that I didn't choose this life, and the actions that I've taken are, were necessary to, uh, Preserve the safety of myself and my family, and I don't regret any of it. That reminds me of a happily ending. That's honorable enough, I suppose. Honorable. I didn't say anything about honorable. It's necessary. Well, I mean, we got you and Greg over here trying to protect their families. We got, I don't know, what Grogu's <laughs> once Grogu's on some kind of a, a death wish, I suppose. Which, you know, if Nailed you're in the or something, I mean. There's some honor in that. Cyrix, I don't know if you're being completely honest. You're running away and then you're Listen here, I don't talk to incels. And you're charging into you're charging in to fight a dragon because it's you're too deep into it? I I don't get it. Look. I've seen I've, so I've been many too of these things. A lot of things and sometimes you just got to ride it out, buddy. Yes. And <laughs> go, go go ahead and Go ahead and deflect somebody questioning you with a sex pun. That seems like the last three days that's about what, what you're about. But Why are you thing, so obsessed with me? <laughs> the brassiere. It's, 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 a, it's a dragon. It, it, it kills. I mean, I you're, kill. you're acting like you're doing that out of convenience. Like, this is your next thing. It just, I, I don't understand it. I've seen these things kill my 
friends. I've seen these things mow down the villages. Yeah, but to be fair, if your friends are anything like you, that's no surprise. And a ladybug probably could have done it. <laughs> I mean, one did once, but... Darn thing. Look, Look. this is a hard world. Strange. And usually, problems don't go away when you turn your back. Honestly, Pickle Rick puts it very well. What more do you need to know, bud? I mean, I don't need to know anything. I'm just... I just don't know why some of you are here. I'm when here fight- because I'm a lonely old prostitute who has finally found people who don't want to murder her, uh, so she feels comfortable for once in her life, and she's helping people out so that maybe, at some point, she can continue her work of prostitution far into the future in a safe brothel that's not burned down to the ground. See, that makes more sense to me. You're you will not be invited when that new brothel is built, my good sir. That's fine. I'm not into. I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about it now, Laura. Let's talk. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the whole brothel scene. That's not my jam anymore. I mean, that's not my jam. Gorgug looks to Laurel with sharp eyes. Question Sense for you. Motive. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and make a sense motive check if you want. I wasn't going to do that. I was going to ask you a pointed question. Yeah, go ahead. I am what hap- listening. What happened to your family after you left? Were there arrangements for them? What do you mean by arrangements? This isn't a character. I'm just trying to give you the best answer I can. Or Goog, the implication is that he just basically up and left the people who loved him behind to go uh, chase his dream of hunting dragons in the here and after. I, arrangements. There weren't any arrangements. There didn't need to be any arrangements. So you didn't look out for the people that you love? I mean, I guess that's one way of putting it. Hmm. I tried, but I don't know. These these things are they're a lot more dangerous, and if I don't know, they're just they're they're bad, and I I'm just standing in the middle of a street with a sword isn't. You know what? It's it's nothing. I I couldn't do anything for my family. I don't mean this to be taken as a bad thing, but this world is not for the weak right now. And I do feel for people who don't have the traits to defend themselves. Makes sense motive checks. All of us? Yeah. You can roll over your 25. Oh, God. God damn it. I rolled a 6. I have... Plus 15. Yep. Okay. Let me do a quick check to see how many rolls they have. 26. Why aren't you guys sensing more motives? He's he's hiding something. He's not giving you, obviously, all the information. And uh, specifically, when he men- specifically when he mentions them in the context of his family, he kind of deflects. Listen here, buddy. You're not going to get away with deflecting when you made fun of me for making sex jokes to deflect my internal pain. (laughs) He has a point. You tell me what the fuck is going on right now. I bared my soul to you, (laughs) fucking insult piece of shit. I want to square with you right now, Chief. (laughs) (laughs) I want to keep it real with you, Chief. (laughs) I have two two theories about you, Laurel. Either your family was killed by a dragon, this is one long revenge quest that'll never be satiated because they'll always be gone. Or you betrayed your family to chase the glory of dragon hunting. I'm fine with either, but I don't think you are. 
I prefer the second. Oh. Eric's been asking him all this character backstory right now. It's very sad. You wanted us to interact? I... I was... When I was a kid, I, I wish I would have learned this lesson earlier. But there was this guy, this kid in my village. His, his dad was a shepherd, and in one year, the when the, the babies were being born, there was this, this runt that was born, and... Guys just constantly attacked by the other baby sheep and some of the older sheep. So my friend, he kind of took took the the sheep under its wing, under his wing, and he I don't know. It was it was it's kind of weird. He it, it, it almost became his best friend in a way. Like he spent every minute he could with that when he wasn't at school or when he wasn't working. He was with he was that with that little thing and and it it grew up. It was never strong, but it made it further than it should have. Then, one day these these wolves got into the pen, and they the only one they killed was was his, and it it just it, it broke him. It just killed him. I was back in town. I don't know, two years before I died, I suppose, and just I saw him at the bar. hadn't seen him for ten years, and just the look of anger and pain in his eyes. I didn't talk to him. But he, it's just changed man, and you know, I guess what I what I should have realized was that you know you gotta. There are things that people try to protect that if they fail, it it just changes them. I I loved my wife, I loved my son, I loved my daughters, but living that close to the Fangwood, it wasn't it wasn't good. Fey creatures I could take care of, but when the dragons just showed up, I almost lost my life trying to protect them. And it kills me to this day. So I think if I just one more swing, I feel like I could have brought it down. If I would have let myself be in harm's way just a little bit more. It's it's not revenge, Grogoog. It's I don't want this to happen to other people. I'm more broken than I once was and I know there's the anger and pain in my eyes. I, I don't want other people's eyes to change. I think you're underestimating how much that's already the case. This Maybe isn't a happy so. or a kind world, and hardly anybody lives in, you know, a safe state where they feel comfortable and secure. It just isn't yeah. how things are. Yeah, I, I know. And He's right. So you throwing yourself at a dragon when you've got about as much chance of killing it as like an aneurysm is, in my opinion, pretty foolhardy. I but, mean, I've, I've I've gotten a couple of the bastards since then. Uh, let Let's see the tapes on that. <laughs> he pulls out three DVDs. Ooh. These are these are just the Lord of the Rings movies. Why <laughs> the hell did you buy the full screen version of Bringing Down the House? This is the desolation of Smaug. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, the world has pain and everything, and I i mean, I get that point of view, but I gotta try, because it's just... It's its not great. One thing you say about moral souls, that's very hardy. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> like, two people will get that joke, and none of them will listen to the podcast. Uh, you leave that joke in. That's the only funny thing Jeff's ever said in the entire I mean, seven years. I'm gonna leave it in. The, the, 
dragon hunter, your tail pulls in this old orc's heart. You're an alright guy. I'm I've, got, I've got literature, and he pulls out a copy of the Watchtower. Ooh, here we go. I'll read that. Oh, gruesome. I'm with Rick. You can't protect everyone. Honestly, if you love things, they end up dying or disappearing mysteriously. You just help us fight the dragon, and we will help you find what Grogu considers to be the deepest peace. Death. Oh, that that's a little weird. <laughs> you I'll literally just... you literally told me you told Yeah, you don't really do it as well as I do, Sierra's I, I hate to say it. How I'm so sorry got... that I'm the comic relief now that Truxton's gone. You've got external you've got internal reasons to live. Mine are all external, you see, so really. What are your external reasons to live, Grogoog? <sighs> we gotta house. get into this now or Do we have to what? You really want to get into this, or? I, yeah, I do actually. What is, what is your reason for living when you continually talk about how you want to kill yourself? Well, there's I want to kill myself. You want uh. to put yourself in such dangerous situations that you will reach death easily. Is <sighs> suicidal ideation. So Goog takes his hand and wipes the look inside his mouth. <sighs> you can tell he does not actually like talking about his emotions. A sign of weakness, no doubt, for orcs and also for military men. But, Cyrix, I suppose I've fought alongside you long enough to be a bit more frank. You could say I do it for family. And whom's is your family? Well, that's the thing. Cyrix, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! That's the end of our broadcast week. <laughs> Woo! Will they? Won't they? Find out next week. It was all the feet Oh, no. For real, though. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand. I never knew my birth family. I was a wee pup of an orc when my foolish father, the war chief, led us across and got us all killed by Malthuni soldiers. Don't know who my mother was. She clearly wasn't an orc, and he looks at his hand and up and down his body. Perhaps she loved my father, perhaps she didn't. It definitely doesn't matter now. The only family I ever had were those I suffered with. The other children who were enslaved by in Malthun. My fellow soldiers in the Malthuni Imperial Army who, uh, well... I got forcibly ejected from that family. And then I met you assholes. When I first came to that podunk town, I really just wanted to fuck off to a farm and die. The Iron Fang took that away from me. But, perhaps in a nice twist of fate, he gave you to me. For all your faults, and I assure you, I looked up the entire party. And there are many. I actually like you people. And I'll be dancing when those refugees aren't okay. I do miss that gnome, though. I feel like, I feel like whatever he left us for is worth it. Definitely more than Absolutely mine. no question about that. I've they seen that look in I've seen that look in a million eyes. <laughs> he didn't say goodbye to you. How do you know like what a his eyes look like? like a recruit fresh out of boot camp with silver in his pocket. <laughs> first stop is the whorehouse. And the second stop and the third stop. So, Greg, how do you feel about your son one being taller than you? And two, leading a militia. I'm proud of him. I'm I'm proud of all my family in some way or another. I made sure that they were strong enough to survive. What about emotionally, though? Emotionally, they're strong. I made sure of that. I'll never forget that look on your face when we saw them emerge from that wood line after the bridge battle. So, your your child is leading leading a, a militia. Yes, my son uh, 
helps lead the militia the, of the survivors of, uh, oh, fuck, what was the name of the town we started in that I live in? Shit. Vandar. <laughs> that's how long that's what, it been? That's what it was, not what it was named. How long has it been? <laughs> like, honestly, you're just like, what, two months? It was the lost yeah. mine of Fiandar, if I remember correctly. Fiandar? That was that the yes, name? Yes, the or? lost, it was the lost mine of Fiandar. Fa- the lost mine. Was there a I mine? I thought that I was Vandalvar. Oh my god. Derek, what was the name of our, our podunk little town that I lived in after I escaped the hustle Fand- and bustle of Carvoja? Fandar with a PH. Fandar. Yes, my son leads the militia with from the survivors of Fandar. I'm proud well, of him. Well, let me ask you why are you all the ones, and specifically you, since you have. I mean, why, why are you all doing this if you have a, a militia behind you? You like to know, weather boy. Because we're the strongest. And there's things that a militia can't do that a sh- an elite strike team can do. If we leave a, if we leave the militia here, and we just trounce across the woods, and we start besieging this place, you for one know they have a fucking dragon. That's just a big target for the dragon to hit. It's better for them to stay with the survivors and protect them while we go out and do surgical strikes. Admittedly, this surgery's gonna probably turn into a uh, autopsy, but who knows? Maybe we can recover. Maybe are you uh, part of the strike force instead of staying with your family because you don't want him to be the one leading the charge? You don't want him to be in harm's way so you throw yourself into it? Look, don't project your own issues on Greg here. He's a good man and a family man. No, I just just see a lot of a lot of myself I, I kind of scratch my couple days road travel scruff. I suppose I, you could see it that way. There's also the fact that I, for so long, I, uh, as a ranger, I often would run around in the woods on my own. It's uh, having this many people around, it still seems odd to go about and do things, do guerrilla attacks like this. I, I just don't feel comfortable in a large unit. I prefer to keep things personal. That way we can move fast and sneaky. But you, you do bring up a fair point. I, I suppose I haven't really thought of it. I, I don't want to see him come into harm's way. Have you ever had to kill one of your children in a dream? Not particularly. <laughs> kind of a weird question. Uh, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, like, have you ever been in a dreamscape and saw your wife and your children being attacked by hobgoblins? The only way to get out of it was to witness one of their deaths. That's weirdly specific. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? I kind of like stop what I'm doing and just kind of look him right in the eyes. Yes. How did you know? What? Excuse you? I kind of like point my knife at him from across the campfire. <laughs> it's the dragon hunter's curse. Don't worry about it. Hey, folks. I know you clear out this this fortress real fucking easy. Like, by the way. Are we just gonna drop the whole he saw into my dreams thing? Yeah, let's let's dig deeper into that. No, the dreams got me. Can, can right we go now? back to that dream lady and bring back those fellows from that dream and just drop <laughs> them into that fucking castle? I guarantee they could wreck shop so fucking good against all the top guys. Yeah, I want to unleash my level twenty paladin with a speed. I'm a great sword. Promise that Gregor can kill every single person in that fortress and not wake any of them up during it. Laurel didn't actually say that. I was just joking. <laughs> Holy shit, we gotta kill him. He's a divination zombie. 
<laughs> You've undercovered my secret. And he pulls pulls off his mask, and it's Dark Elf Truxton. Fucking drow, get out of here! Wait. Bye. You know, I was one of two men in my squad that could actually read. Yeah. Where did you learn to read? <laughs> you know, Do you know how to read, Greg? I watched a lot of Wishbone as a child. Between the Lions, it was a wonderful tale. So if we don't, like, wrap this up now, the questions are going to be, Hey, Greg, why don't you tell me about your first haircut? Cyrix, where did you fear, see your first strawberry? Ooh, that's a fine question. <laughs> this sounds like a delightful Gorgu pipes up. What in, the, what in all the plains is a strawberry? Is it a berry the taste of straw? Actually, yeah. Why would anybody eat that? Technically, it's not even a berry. Go on. Shut your fucking mouth. You better roll knowledge nature and tell me this between a fruit and a vegetable right now. You know, I'm actually deathly allergic to peanut butter. Well, I'm glad uh, we all had this talk. Um, in the morning, you, I think we should try to get back in there, wipe out the, the sentinels and maybe some more intel. And pray the dragon hasn't arrived. How do you plan on getting into the fortress, Mr. Full Plate? I assume you don't... Hopefully you don't imagine you can just sneak your way in there. I mean, I've got a, I got a set of leather. It's going to be less protective, but I think getting in there is most important. I, I, I can heal myself. I think I'll be good. We might be able to climb up the bridges. So we, if, as long as we're not too noisy, I think we could probably get in. They'll probably be patrolling the inside, but I, I think we can manage it. When should we make our move? Sun up or sun down? Dusk or dawn, boy. I always prefer a dawn attack. Plus, hobgoblins can see in the dark really well. Yeah, dragons dragons can too. So there's no tactical advantage for night except for you know, some of us. Maybe dawn it is. We attack at dawn. Throws dagger we into there. Dawn. Yeah, also, everybody burn your healing spells for night yep. falls. We shall all be at full health if I heal light. Cure, cure wounds. I too have a cure wound. Lay him out. With my double rest, I'm sure we should all be up to near full HP or at full HP. I'm actually doing really well. I didn't really take any hits. I was going to say, I have no damage marked on my sheet. I think I took all the blows then. I'm so sorry, folks. He was healing you, our party friend. You and Richard. Um, so you get there in the morning as you approach the bank um, from the back back edge of the fort you hear I'm walking on sunshine where are you thinking about entering I should also mention all three bridges are like slacked against the um, so they dropped all three they even dropped the shady bridge that led to the gate that looked unused correct why don't we go towards the unused gate we know there's going to be guards at the other ones there might not be guards at that one if we can find our way in there's also on the exact um, opposite side of the dragon, based on how, the map that the trolls gave us. How easy would it be to climb up one of these bridges now that it's collapsed? I think it's a... should be a... do you think it's a DC-10? Nice, just a big old ladder. Bardic Inspiration. I will help you climb. But this time, because I don't want to set off too many alerts, I'll be pointing and using my body language. He's got to climb a fucking ladder. He's, he's, he's doing semaphore. It's, so it's a DC-10. Well, nope, it's DC-5. We all auto-succeed, including Mr. Man in his leather armor. I definitely do. 
you're good. What's the bonus? You climb down the riverbank, you climb up the slats on the bridge, where where you're standing, there's a building, and there's two uh, catapults that are on the southern end of the fort. You can get behind one and take take cover while you survey the area. From this distance, you see the well has been covered with a fairly large uh, stone slab on top. You think it'd be pretty difficult to knock it off from the inside. In front of the well, you see all three of the rocks and all three of the hobgoblins. Do we see the birds anywhere? Yes, you see all three of the rocks. Oh, I thought... I'm so stupid. I thought you meant like they had rocks. Like the... <laughs> Hold on, dude. I'm so on, Derek. stupid. Derek, as we passed through that gate, was there any indication evident as to why they didn't use it more? I can make a perception check. No, this is really just burning my noodle. A fucking 20? Are you serious? I got a plus 15. That's five. Fuck you, roll 20. In the middle of the bridge, the wood supports are like super weak. It would have collapsed if there would have been about 50 pounds on it. So what you're saying, it was a good thing that we got them to do that. But it was a bad thing that you never asked for a spot trap roll. Hey, Laurel. Yeah. When do dragons sleep? I mean, it depends on the individual dragon. If if they work a night shift, then they'll work their sleep during the day. Uh, If they're not doing anything, they typically kind of just sleep all day. You ever killed a sleep? You ever killed a sleeping dragon, Laurel? One time. That's about to be two time, motherfucker. Get ready. That would make it much easier. Each hobgoblin and his rock are kind of moving in tandem, uh, just doing a general patrol. So they spread out, and one set of them are moving towards you. They are like 80 feet away. I cast invisibility on myself. Or Google. Or Google will dodge behind the nearest pillar, flagging Laurel to come with. Laurel follows Grogu. Richard, give him the old spine tingler. Richard walks up to one and gives them a hand job. Nice. All right, are we actually doing this? Uh, no, but we do have a, a rock and his handler coming towards us. Uh, me and the other non-sneaky boy are hiding behind a pillar, and everybody else is either invisible or yeah. doing stealth. Uh, in that case, yeah, I will go for a sneak attack. I'm just going to crouch behind the thing and have my hood up to be sneaky. Me by for stealth. These two keep getting closer. I ready in action. If he comes near me, I'll murder him. But only if he's an immediate threat to our non-invisible characters. Richard, I guess, make a stealth check. Nat 1. Unbelievable. Still a 33. This is a skill check. You're good. All right. That's still very, very good. Can, can I tell you the good news about what they rolled on their, on their perception checks? Was it also a Nat 1? It was a 1 and a 2. Oh, fuck. Very unobservant bird. That is good news. I would like to halt for a minute so, like, this is not a continuous action. Uh, at the risk of ha- letting them have another perception check here, I want to be able to take a full attack on them. Is that a scan? Well, I think the only way that would work, and I'm, I'm not sure on sneak attack roll, so Derek, if I'm incorrect, correct me. You had to be a five-foot step and do a full-round action. I'm not even sure that's possible. Well, that, that's basically <laughs> what I'm doing. You see where I put myself right here so that ideally they'll either just walk into me because, like, there's no turn order right now, right? Like, the initiative has been set, so... Right, but as soon as you attack, that, that'll that be, like, a surprise round. You can't do a full attack in a surprise round. So you just have to 
Okay. All right. Then, yeah, in that case, I will... We can attack and then beat their initiative. Guys, have you guys should attack the goblin or the bird? The goblin can call for help. The bird can fly away. I'm not sure what they... They're going to freak out if either of them goes running, but the goblin can definitely tell people what's going on. Okay. I'll go for the goblin. And I'm going to use the piranha strike. That's a 23. That hits. So I'm going to get my surprise round in here. So it's just a normal attack, and then I also get that uh, hidden strike, right? 48? Yes. Well, kind of shitty fucking rolls, but 24. You instantly become invisible, or uninvisible. Uh, he does not look great. Everybody roll initiative. 19. Do you guys all have your initiatives in? Yep. I sure do. Got a 24. So we'll take, because that, that sounds ridiculous, we'll take 10 off of that and give you a 19. Uh, Richard and Grogu, what did you guys get? 11. 16. Okay. So the only one of them who rolled well was the rock, and he'll walk down to Richard, make an attack. It's a 17 against your flat foot AC, Richard. Uh, that'll hit, I think. Well, are you now? Flat foot to 16. Yeah, you're not flat footed because you took it a surprise round, so it's just a. Okay, then that'll miss. Will. Greg. Oh boy, here we go. Gonna take a five foot step up, and I'm gonna start laying into that hop. Right, here's the first shot. It's a mini shot. There's a 30 hit. Uh, da, 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 yeah, it hits. All right, he's taking two arrows. Each of them are 2d8 plus. All right, first arrow does 15 damage. Second arrow does 18 damage. And now for the rapid uh, shot arrow. He's unconscious. Astounding move. Um, I guess I'll start going after the bird with my rapid shot. Oh man, it's a bird. That's not a goblin. Sure. <laughs> You've it's close enough. Me. It's got a mustache like a goblin would have. Can't be racist towards towards birds. Like hell, I can't. Also, birds aren't real. It's a fucking construct. It's a robot. Birds don't <clears throat> exist. It's true. Have you ever fucking seen a bird? No. Hey, I rolled a twenty-five. Twenty-five hit that board. Yeah. Oof. Rolled minimum damage of one plus seven for eight, and then I've got my hail mary. Hey, a 22. Does that hit? It does not. What the what? fuck? Woo! Derek. Boy, I'm never going to hit this bird. <clears throat> bird boys have a lot of decks. Derek, you're a traitor and a member of the Rebel Alliance. Uh, Cyrix, your turn. How far up in the air is this little buddy guy? He's on the ground. Oh, cool. Perfect. So I'm going to move here. I'm going to start staring <laughs> at him. And then I'm going to faint and then roll the hit. Does a 27 faint properly? How good can a bird sense mode? Yeah, you're good. He is fainted. Does a 28 hit? Yeah. 27 damage. Uh, he is incapacitated as well. Fuck. Kill the goblin, we'll, we'll interrogate the bird. <laughs> Does someone have to speak with the animal? I can handle it. I have five ranks and handle animal. I'm just joking, no. Um, okay. Do we actually want to try to interrogate this goblin who's just fainted and dying? Or do we just want to murder hobo our way through. Or go get your turn. Well, they're both down, right? I say kill them all, let go the gods sort them out, but... Is there anything loaded in the catapult, Derek, just for my, uh... No, they're empty. Good. That might come in handy later. You do know that there are four other ones, right? But are they... I thought they were... Oh, they're coming towards us? They actually heard us? Yeah, I mean, this place isn't that big. They're gonna hear screams of somebody getting stabbed in the back and bird calls. That bird didn't say shit, Derek. Its beak was sealed. Gorgug will begin his bardic performance and then, for his action, will look towards that rock and cast Ear Piercing Scream. 
You have the distance. Just double checking. Well, no, I, I won't cast that. In fact, it's it's simply all I don't have spells I can reach that are going to be useful right now. So I will instead do nothing with my action. Oh, I, actually, I will go ahead and I'll cast a whisper at the uh, at the hobgoblin coming towards me that uh, he's about to get fucked real bad if he doesn't turn around right now and run away. Last chance. The rock at the very very top will fly closer. You know what? We'll say he'll double move right in front of Richard. And then the Hobgoblin moves down 30 feet towards you and just a spill. Sure, I got that. Cyrix, give me a reflex save. No. Well, there you have it, folks. 11. So a sphere of fire appears on your square. You fail the reflex save and take uh, 12 damage. This boy has okay. cast Flame and Spear. Richard, your turn. You got a rock to the north of you, and then two hobgoblins to the north, but okay. not within five feet. Well, can I just double attack this one that's standing right in front of me? All right, that's what I'm going to do then. I'm going to not do Piranha Strike, because I need every dice I can get here. <laughs> so the first attack... You'll see the plus two, don't forget. Is I, it better hit. It's a 29. Yeah, I hit. Second attack's an 18, so that won't, I assume. Yeah, it misses. Uh, so that's an eight. And then I'm going to take a five-foot step back. Uh, one of the rocks at the very top flies down 80 feet. Then he flies. He double moves 160 feet and imposes himself in between Richard and Cyrix. And it is it's Laurel's turn. Can't get there. He moves 20 feet up and uses his lifelink ability to uh, heal five hit points from Cyrix while taking five hit points of damage himself. And the final hobgoblin will move 60 feet down. Uh, Greg? I'm going to shuffle up one. And this... Uh, now nah, they're both 45. Uh, which one was it that cast a spell? I have to punish him for that. Was it the one on the left or the right? That one? Okay. I'm going to uh, unleash my unholy bow fury. Does a 23 hit them? Uh, yeah, 23 hits. Woo! They get both the arrows. Um, so my first arrow did 17, the second one did 13, and I'm going to keep laying into it. Okay. If a 23 hit, I'm guessing a 28 hits. Does. That's 15 more damage, and then my Hail Mary shot. Uh, that's an 18. I'm going to assume that doesn't hit. Yeah, 18 misses. Uh, Xerix, your turn. Okay, um... And there's a rock right next to me. Yes. Okay, um, I'll just trigger false flanker then. Is that automatic or is there saving throw? No, it's automatic. Okay. Well, you know, if I rolled off something above a 1d0. That's impressive. I've never seen that done before. It acts damage though. Does a 24 hit? You have a plus 2. Uh, does a 26 hit? Yes, 26 hits. 28 damage. Did you have a plus 2? 30 damage. This boy's not looking great. Then I take my second attack. And it's the dead Hobgoblin's turn. Hey, Grogu, it's your turn. Because that boy's dead. Grogu <laughs> glass stands behind Cyrix, draws his sword out and spins it across the ground with arcane energy, and he casts haste upon the entire party. You oh, all yeah. get you all get some sweet haste bonuses. In addition, oh, so you will all, if you make a full attack, you get one extra attack roll during all of that. Oh, three at your, attacks! At your full, <laughs> at your full base attack bonus. 
plus any other modifiers. You also get a plus one bonus on attack rolls on top of, so you're getting a total of a plus three from me right now. And you get plus one to AC and reflex. Yes. Are, you, are you crying, Sam? This will last for seven rounds, boys. So make it count. It's the rock's turn. He five foot steps down in flanking position with the other rock and will attack Richard. God bless you, Richard. Does they get an AC bonus here? He gets a plus one to AC. Um, 24. Uh, yeah, that hits. What's your AC, Ames? 19. Uh, well, it's 30. 20 now. 20, yeah. It's a 31, and that is a 30. It's not too bad. How much damage? God damn that shit. Eight damage. <clears throat> so okay. he, he bites you and then swings two of his talons at you fairly pathetically. Rolled almost minimum damage. Beautiful. So, yeah, there's that. That's exciting. He deserved it. How are these birds still flying, Derek? They ain't moving. What? They're not flying. Oh, that's right. They're walking like big old fucking chickens. Fuck these things. I mean, they they flew and then they landed. You guys also get to increase your movement speed by 30 feet. Uh, can I take two five-foot steps? I forget how haste works sometimes. No, I don't think it does that. But you can take one five-foot step a little bit faster. Bring him to me, Derek. Just let me have the plus one to damage and hit from... Yeah, I'll charge aims and swing with his long sword, I believe it is. Ooh, that is a 19 on the die, which is a critical threat. Okay, well, confirmed it. As long as a 19 hits. Oh, it doesn't. Well, how about a 28? That does, yes. Yeah, nice. It's a 16 on the die for a 25. That also hits. Damn it, Richard. That is confirmed. That's 2d8. 20 damage. And it is Richard's turn. Alright, full round attack on that motherfucker. The Hobgoblin? Yeah, so I, I'm i gonna go ahead and Piranha Strike, because that Hobgoblin's weak as shit, so. Um, so I get three attacks. Jeff, what was the... There's no bonus reduction, right? It's base attack bonus? So that extra attack is everything you'd normally add to an attack. So Don't forget about the additional plus three you're getting from me overall. Yep. First attack, 15. Miss. Okay. Second attack, 23. He had one hit point, so he's dead. Okay. So for my third attack, I'm going to go ahead and redirect and hit the the rock closest to my allies there. Okay. And that is a critical threat. So rolling to confirm the critical, 17. Uh, that doesn't good. confirm, but it hits. Okay. All right. Well, 11 damage. Uh, that one's dead too. Oh, sweet. Man, you guys are chewing three through these motherfuckers. Hell yeah, brother. No, you're just making it hard for the paladin to do anything because he can't move very far. He can, uh, move 60, he can, he can move 60 goddamn feet around. Also, we oh, don't really need him until the dragon shows up. That's true. He'll move up to where the other rock is and attack with... This fast his life. Uh, attack with his longsword. Misses. Did you add my bard bonus too? Uh, he hits... We should make a compilation audio track of every time I say, did you add my bard bonus? And they go, oh, it hits! Because <laughs> there's actually been so many of those, it's great. It makes me feel good to play a bard. So he swings down his longsword, and it looks like it hurts quite a bit. So this hobgoblin charges down, flanking with the rock, which triggers an attack of opportunity for Laurel, uh, who hits 14 damage. But the hobgoblin will attack him, and also hits max damage. And it is the start of round 
three. It will be Greg's turn, but first, emerging from the tower... Oh, for fuck's sake. the top of the fort, a large black dragon. Oh, thank God, it's just a baby. A large black dragon sits on top of the tower. There's, there's like, just these massive wings flutter. And disrupt, like, just a massive amount of dust that is on the building. The hobgoblin... The hobgoblin that just attacked Laurel and is standing right next to Richard turns to Richard with a shit-inning grin, and he says, That's the end of our broadcast week. <laughs> Bastard. I want to counterspell the dragon's breath. I don't think that's how that works, Goku, but we can try. That was good, though. We get, we're about to fuck a dragon. Derek, I'm so bad at you. Are there only five enemies in this whole goddamn fort? I wish you'll find out next week on this Derek, DeLorean live. Derek, I swear to fucking God. I thought this was a four full of like 80 to 100 hobgoblins, which was my entire basis of my strategy not to charge it. If I find out there was less, if there are single digit numbers of enemies in this whole forum, I'm so goddamn mad. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo.